Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Coming up later, what's the problem with 5G? But first, now in spite of a half-hearted attempt at rain on Monday, it has been dry around St Albans for a while now and hedgehogs are feeling the strain as worms disappear deep into the soil and slugs and snails go into hiding. And those are the main things that hedgehogs eat. Anyway, underweight hedgehogs have been found wandering amongst parked cars in a desperate search to find food and water. And that all too often ends badly. So please leave out a source of water for, well, for all wildlife. It's not just for hedgehogs. And if you think that you might have hedgehogs in your area, and, and they really are, that they've, they've been found in, in quite a few places around St Albans, um, leave out a dish of cat or dog food for them. You, you can put the dish underneath something like a pallet, which just means that the hedgehogs can get to the food and the foxes can't. Um, also, leaving gaps in your fences will just make it easier for hedgehogs to pass through. They travel about two kilometres at night in search of food and water and having those um, those gaps means that they can sort of continue through gardens rather than having to resort to going on roads. Um, and if you are out driving, particularly on residential roads at night, then please just take a little bit extra care. I know that hedgehogs, they're not really built for the 21st century, are they? All that curling into a ball stuff, but um, they are adorable creatures. And just with a little bit of extra care, we can ensure that more of them stay alive. And it's not just over the past few weeks that the weather has been dry. St Albans is in fact in one of the driest regions in the UK. Yet at 174 litres per person per day, we use about 17% more than the UK average of 149 litres. And about a third more than the government thinks might be sustainable at only 130 litres. Now, no one seems quite sure why in St Thomas we use so much more water than everybody else. But with those figures, we could benefit more than most from government water saving plans to ensure that, for example, appliances are rated for their water efficiency and houses are built with water saving measures ready installed. Now, I spoke to John Pritchard of the Vare Valley Society to find out more about this and in particular how we can help. So, John, last time you joined me on Environment Matters, it was back in the sort of late spring, and you said that although we'd just had some rain, the state of the River Vare was very much in the balance. How's it doing now? Unfortunately, it's worse than it was the last time I came in to talk to you. So um, there's very little new water running into Verilamian Park, to take that as an example, and the river starts uh, where it runs under Watling Street, just south of Redbourne. So it's Exactly half of the river is now dry. Half of its 28 kilometres is dry and only uh, a very poor showing in the in the other half. So it's in quite a bad state then? It's, it's terrible. Uh, it did dry up once before in 1992 um, and it's got to be the worst since then. OK. So, I mean, presumably, hopefully, when we do get some rain, it will start to flow again. But what kind of long-term damage does 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 it happen when it dries up like this? Well, we've we've seen plenty of dead fish and all the invertebrates that live in the river that the wagtails and the fish and so on feed on are are not in good shape so 
it takes a long time to come back. As I say, it actually dried up in 92, and it, it took nearly 20 years to, to come back to a, 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 a half-decent state after that. Right, OK. So, I mean, the river bed drying up is partly due to the lack of rain. We, we can't doubt that, but that's not the whole story, is it? It just reminds me, where's the water gone to? Well, the, the water comes from the underground aquifer, and this, this year, um, their record's going back over 40 years, uh, and the the minimum amount in the in the aquifer uh, three of the three of the worst months ever <laughs> are now down to 2019. So historically, we've got the three three wet months. Uh, sorry, three very dry um, th- three very dry winters, and the aquifers is a historic low, really. Right. Okay. And and we're taking the water out of the aquifer, but basically for our houses. Yes. Well, that's it. We're continuing to take the water. To drink, uh, there's been no slowing in the abstraction that we're aware of. I don't think the Affinity Water or, or the Environment Agency um, have, have ceased or slowed up the amount of water we're taking out. Um, so that doesn't help the situation. Right. Um, and, and it's just not being replenished. It's not being replenished because there's not not enough water to get down to the to the aquifer. And anything that we take out isn't going into the river. Uh, well, it isn't going into the aquifer, which 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 fires the river. Yes. Right. Okay. So just remind us how internationally rare chalk streams like the River Vare are. Well, there there are just over two hundred in the world, which the vast majority, hundred and eighty plus, are in in um, in the UK. There's a, a few in northern France. Uh, and they're extraordinarily rare and a unique unique ecology and, and habitat. Right, OK. So, how to keep the um, water in these internationally rare rivers, that's where you want our help. So, um, tell us a bit about the government consultation that's running at the moment. Yeah, that's right. The government are running a consultation on personal water use. Uh, it's the first time, I think, that they've done something like this. Um, and looking at the kind of medium term we can give them some quite strong pointers on things that we would be happy to happen. So uh, the use of grey water and rainwater harvesting is something that government have traditionally shied away from, I think, and we can send out quite a strong message to say we'd like more to be done in in, in that area. Right, OK. Then so um, is is this consultation you'd like us to to join in? Is it aimed at people like us? Yes, you can dip in and answer as much as you like. Um, on on whatever issues you, you fancy, so we're we're going to have a, a post up on our uh, website in, in a day or two, uh, uh, telling you where you can go and uh, and answer the consultation. And I'd advise download the PDF first, read the document, uh, and then go back and answer the questions. Right. Okay. But you don't have to answer all of them. You know, you just answer the things that apply to you. Any particular um, answers that you think are important? Any feedback you think it's important to give to Defra? Well, I think, as I mentioned, grey water and rainwater harvesting are, are two um, strong areas. There's also um, the retrofit programme as well. A lot of people have still got old-fashioned toilet systems that use up a lot of water and don't have dual flush. Uh, and indeed, baths are not showers. Yeah. Uh, and they're asking whether they should accelerate the programme to replace those, which would save quite a lot of water. Quite, uh, quite a lot of water and quite a lot of money for lots of people as well. And also they're asking about... Um, uh, having indications on appliances, so you could make choices about choosing an appliance that has, uses less water, which could be helpful as well. Yes, again, in, the, in, the, in a kind of medium to long term, that's a, a useful thing. Um, they call it water labelling, so you can look and see how much, when you're about to buy a new washing machine, how much the relative machines use 
uh, and make your choice make your choice accordingly. Okay, so lots of, of important feedback that we can be giving there that will hopefully help um, areas like ours to be more water efficient and to look after rivers like the Ver. Then absolutely, I mean the ch- the chalk streams of Ver need need our help um, now more than ever. So yeah. anything you can do to save a liter or two a day would be much appreciated. Brilliant. Um, and all the information about that, as you say, will be on the Ver Valley Society website. Riververd.co.uk. Lovely. John, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And indeed, details of the consultation that we spoke about are indeed up on the Vare Valley Society website, um, where they also have a whole page of other things that you can do um, to help the River Vare, things like um, writing letters, who to write to, um, looking for leaks um, that you might see around on the roads or pavements or whatever, uh, and just using less water yourself as well. So lots of things we can do there. And there's another chance to help the Vare um, at the Vare Valley Society Working Group, which is um, the weekend after next Sunday the sorry Saturday the 21st of September 10 till 12 meeting at the Moor Mill uh, now it's at them, the River Vare Valley Society say this month we'll be tackling the footpaths near the River Vare between Frogmore Pits and Moor Mill there's plenty of scrub to clear that's encroaching on the paths and blocking the view of the river um, you park and meet at Moor Mill Lane um, and if you as I say if you go to the website of the Facebook page you'll find um, details there they say existing members um, are new faces are always welcome. Work boots and wellies are needed this time. Tools will be provided. So um, there you go. Great chance to um, work with other people to um, help the fair there. Now, it's so annoying, isn't it, when you've got a rubbish signal and you can't do the stuff you want to on your phone. So roll on 5G, hey? Well, perhaps not. St Albans resident Eleanor is so concerned about 5G that she started a petition to St Albans District Council. I invited along to find out more. Eleanor, thank you very much for joining me. So what alerted you to the possibility that there might be problems with 5G? Well, I started to see quite a lot of posts on Facebook and some of them were a little bit strange. I decided to look into it thoroughly and and research it and and try and get to the bottom of what was going on for myself. Okay, and and what kind of things did you find? So there were quite a lot of... um, There's a lot of sort of um, stuff saying that everything's fine, but there also seemed to be a lot of scientists saying it wasn't going to be fine and that there were some serious concerns about health Right. Okay. Um, so um, I took a look online, and I mean, there seems to be a lot of quite conflicting views about five G. Were there any reports in particular that gave you cause for concern? Yeah, I read. Um, I read something by um, Professor Martin Paul from um, Washington State University, who's a biochemist there, lecturer there, and and he has actually come up with the formula for how. Um, these EMFs affect our body at a, bio- at a biological level. Right. And he um, has given a quote saying, putting in tens of millions of 5G antennae without a single biological test of safety has got to be about the stupidest idea that anyone has had in the history of the world. Okay. And so, so what, what kind of health risks are, are there supposed to be? What, what kind of things are, um, do, do, does 5G cause? Well, I think initially it would be sort of fairly nebulous symptoms like depression, headaches, poor concentration, insomnia, tinnitus, heart problems with heart rhythm, metabolic disorders, uh, DNA damage. 
eye problems, hearing loss, those sort of things. But in the long run, you know, it's kind of moving more towards things like cancer and Alzheimer's and, and neurological diseases and, and reproductive issues. Okay. Um, and, uh, I mean, we already have 4G. Is 5G very much different? Yeah, 5G is quite different because it's a higher frequency. Uh, 4G goes between the 0.5 gigahertz up to 3.5, and 5G is actually being deployed to run between about 3.5 and up to 90. Right. Uh, okay. Um, so why did you decide to petition the St Albans Council? Well, I'd started a petition on change.org, and I've got over 200 signatures from that and somebody suggested that I contacted the council and did one there because you can then go in and and um, put your case to them right. have a chat with them. Okay I mean 5G has already started to be rolled out I, I mean in in fact many of us work in London where there is already 5G coverage is it a bit late? Well it's difficult to say isn't it I mean I think once it's all in it's going to be very difficult to take take all these antenna out there's going to be a lot more antenna for 5g because it doesn't travel as far so i think at the moment it's it's almost at the test stage they've got it in 16 cities not not the whole cities but in small areas of 16 cities and basically those people are just guinea pigs because they haven't done any safety testing at all so you know if if they're happy to be guinea pigs then that's fine but um maybe it would be good to wait and see whether there's any health effects until before we roll it right. out across so, the rest so of the you're, world. So you're not saying 5G never, you're saying, well, um, you know, more research. Have I understood that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah, I I'm, don't have any problem with technology, but if, if a technology's going to harm us, or as quite a few scientists say, it's going to wipe us out, then I think we need to be looking into it a bit more carefully and a bit more intelligently. Okay, so if people want to find out a little bit more, where would you suggest they went? There's a very good website called the 5G Space Appeal, which gives all the information about what 5G is and, and the future, the health problems. It's also very well referenced, so you can you can have a look at some. Okay, some and if they want references. to find your petition, where would they find that? And if you just go to St Albans District Council petitions, then that will take you to the page. Lovely, Eleanor. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Now, September is a very busy month. There are lots of events coming up, um, starting with uh, open food gardens. You remember that's where you can go and see um, how somebody's growing food in their garden and hopefully pick up a few tips that you can take home to your own garden. Um, and on Saturday, uh, that's the 14th, between 3 and 5, um, Open Garden will be at 2 Cowper Road in Harpenden. And the theme is urban fruits. Um, They say this urban garden located near the centre of Harpenden continues to evolve as more fruit and vegetables are grown. The garden wraps around all four four sides of the house, so you've got all the different aspects there, and is divided into several different areas with a wide variety of fruits planted over the last five years, including grapevines, almonds and quince, as well as apples, plums, raspberries and strawberries. Quacky sounds delicious, doesn't it? And there's also vegetables, perennials and annuals and herbs herbs also grown. So that's on Saturday between 3 and 5 at 2 Cowper Road. Now on Sunday at Fade to Black at the Quadrant between 11 and 2 um, you're invited to a plant swap. Uh, come and pl- and swap plants, um, get some advice and have a coffee. That's indoor outdoor plants and everybody's welcome to that. So that's Fade to Black um, 11 till 2 on Sunday. Or if you fancy something outdoors then you can join the Sopwell 
litter pickers. They will be out litter picking between 10 and 12 on Sunday. Um, they're going to be meeting at Abbott's Avenue West. Um, and uh, the forecast is warm and sunny, so that should be very nice. A little bit of exercise out in the sunshine with the very friendly Sopwell litter pickers doing something fantastic to keep all that rubbish out of the environment. Um, now, looking forward a little bit, um, there's uh, going to be a St Albans Youth Strike for Climate. That's going to be um, not this Friday, but next Friday, the 20th, and it's going to be between 9 and 11 o'clock in St Albans. I'm sorry, I don't have any more details than that. I have looked for them. I'll let you know if I find them. Um, and it's also going to happen in other places around Hertfordshire. Um, they say that this is a general strike. They're welcoming not just students, but also the rest of us as well. And they're striking at the government's failure to take action on climate change. Um, now, do follow me on Twitter. Do like the page on Facebook or do drop me a line, Amanda at RadioVerulam.com. Um, also, do look on the Environment Matters page of the Radio Verulam website. That's RadioVerulam.com for a whole range of fantastic podcasts. I'm going to be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for listening. Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. <laughs>